Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Both one seeds in the NBA playoffs have now fallen. The first Spaniard to win the U.S. Open, and he did it on his first Father's Day. Plus, what adjustments, if any, do the Brooklyn Nets really need? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Just as everyone predicted, the Atlanta Hawks are going to the Eastern Conference Finals after beating Philly in Philadelphia 103-96. Joining me now from Locked on Hawks, Brad Rowland and Brad, if I had told you before this game Trey Young was going to go 5 for 23 in this matchup, 2 of 11 from 3, you probably would have told me there's no way they would have won this game. So how did they get this critical road win in a Game 7? Yeah, obviously their chances would have been a lot lower if you knew that information about Trey coming into the game. But a combination of things, honestly, defensively, they were very, very good in this game. And they had some help, to be sure, from Philadelphia and their now fabled crumbling offense. But the Hawks got a lot of stops. They played really good defense in this game. And on, on the offensive side, Kevin Herter was awesome. Kevin Herter was the player of the night for the Hawks. He was fantastic at 27 points, uh, taking full advantage of Seth Curry at different times, making just big shot after big shot. And it was definitely a team effort. You know, Trey... Obviously, did not shoot the ball well, but he made a bunch of plays, too. So lots of credit to go around. But really, it was a defensive win, and I think also with a sprinkling of Kevin Herter. Yeah, Trey Young also hit an absolute bomb late in the fourth quarter to push the lead from three back out to six. But to get those contributions from a little bit of everywhere, obviously huge in this game. So what from this series do you think is translatable to the Bucs series? Because Milwaukee obviously brings a, a very different skill set in here. There is no... Uh, Ben Simmons, although Giannis and Ben happen to shoot free throws somewhat similarly. So how do they take the lessons that they learned in this series and translate it to the East Finals against Milwaukee? Yeah, it's a a good question. I think Milwaukee is similar in that you can trust their defense and their offense not as much, which I think leaves the door open. I think that was still the case in the series that that Milwaukee just won. Um, They got a little bit lucky, I think, just because Brooklyn kind of broke down and they won a couple games that were close. Same thing as as the sort of stuff that Philadelphia is plagued by, that they can get stops, but when it matters, can they score? And that generally leads to more variance because you're playing closer games and uh, some more rock fights, and that kind of gives Atlanta some good feelings. I would imagine uh, the the Bucks have played the Hawks well. They've done very well against the Hawks in recent months and years, but this is obviously a very different Hawks team. So Atlanta's riding high, clearly without home court again. It's going to be an uphill battle, but they have proven now that they are a very live underdog in any circumstance. Locked on today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A U D A C Y. Your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, John Rahm goes from disqualified from the Memorial Tournament due to COVID to U.S. Open champion. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Western Conference Finals tipped off on Sunday without Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul, but the Suns still had Devin Booker, and he had Suns fans rocking at home. Brendan Queen of Locked On Phoenix Suns coming to you after a 120-114 Phoenix Suns victory in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. No Chris Paul, still in the health and safety protocol, but Devin Booker steps up in his first ever playoff run, obviously his first ever Conference Finals appearance with a triple-double, uh, another legendary performance from 
the sixth-year guard and uh, just keeps rewriting his own legacy with this run. No Chris Paul campaign in there. Devin Booker running point to close the game with a big wing-heavy lineup. And Booker responds in every possible way that you can. Gets the game-sealing rebound, game-sealing bucket, and uh, really put this team on his back just as he did in game six of that first round series against the Lakers. More and more and more Devin Booker moments in this playoff run. Who knows when Chris Paul will be back, but the Suns rolling anyway and on to game two at home on Tuesday night. On the day when the Phoenix Suns played their first Western Conference Finals game in more than a decade, Suns general manager James Jones was honored as the league's executive of the year. Jones got nine first place votes and had 65 total points, just edging out Utah Jazz Vice President of Basketball Operations, Dennis Lindsay, who also had nine first place votes and finished with 61 points. Brooklyn Nets general manager Sean Marks finished third with five first place votes and 51 points. The Canadians were in control of their game against the Golden Knights. Well, until they weren't. Hey everyone, this is Laura Saba of Locked On Canadians. The Canadians with one of the best 40 minutes of the entire playoffs that they've played, unfortunately squandered away in the third and the Vegas Golden Knights were able to tie the series in overtime. The Canadians now face the tough task of having to win the best out of three against one of the top teams in the league. And if we've learned anything this entire playoff run, you can't count them out until they're officially eliminated. There's a lot of reason for them to hope. There's a lot of things for them to build on. It is now a best of three. Every moment counts. And the Canadians are capable of doing what it takes to beat Vegas. The question is, will they be able to do it? Believe me, not the first experience with Las Vegas that seems to start out great, and at the end you're going, wait, what happened? Three days after revealing she was suffering from overtraining, anxiety, and depression throughout the spring, Simone Manuel qualified for the 2021 Tokyo Olympics by winning the women's 50 freestyle Sunday night at the U.S. Women swimming trials she said quote more than anything i'm relieved just to be back on the team and having another opportunity to swim for team usa is just a blessing speaking of team usa it's been 17 years since allison felix first secured her spot on an olympic team nine olympic medals 13 world titles and one daughter later she's done it again felix officially secured her spot at the tokyo olympics on sunday by finishing second in the final of her 400 meter dash in the olympic trials this will be the fifth trip for Felix to the Summer Games and her first as a mother. Despite committing eight turnovers in that Game 7 loss for the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid had some pointed criticism for his teammate Ben Simmons. He was asked about the turning point of the game and said, quote, I'll be honest, I thought the turning point was when we, I don't know how to say it, is when we had an open shot and we made one free throw, of course alluding to his teammate Simmons who has struggled with free throw shooting throughout the playoffs and was a non-factor offensively in the series should be an interesting offseason in Philly that's what happened last night here's what to look for this weekend on betonline.ag the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders are tied at two games apiece in their Stanley Cup semifinal series game five is tonight and the betonline.ag line for this game is Tampa giving one and a half. The Los Angeles Dodgers and San Diego Padres are both chasing 
the San Francisco Giants in the NL West. They kick off a series tonight in the betonline.ag. Money line is San Diego minus 119 with the Dodgers at plus 109. For all of your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB, or golf odds, BetOnline has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% off welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. It looked like it might be the U.S. Open that no one wanted to win until John Rahm took control of the tournament on the back nine at Torrey Pines. He fires a 67, the best round of the tournament on Sunday to outlast Louis Tazen, Harris English, Brooks Kepka, and a host of all-star players who ultimately fell by the wayside. Joining me now from WFAN's Talking Golf and Ligorian. And this was a location where John Rahm uh, proposed to his wife and they just had a baby. So he gets the win on Father's Day. This is a special moment for John Rahm. What does this mean for him? One of the young guns of the game right now. That's right. I mean, what a way to celebrate Father's Day. I mean, just a few weeks after becoming a father for the first time, he wins his first major title on a course where he proposed to his wife, right? And where he's won before. So yeah, he's 26 years old. He's, you know, just that fiery Spaniard who he was ranked number one a year ago. And, uh, you know, especially coming after that, you know, two weeks after that positive uh, COVID test, Mm. And where he was ahead at the memorial of six shots and then he had to withdraw because of that COVID test. And, you know, but I just seem to think he had this very positive perspective on everything this week. You heard him many times being interviewed. He stayed positive about that whole COVID, you know, uh, experience. He stayed very positive about, um, you know, having a, a child and, and just the whole perspective is his parents were there, his father was there. His baby was there. The whole family was there. It's just a real feel-good story. And, um, you know, he's just such a strong player. And I just think that he he's re, he's remained steady. And then, you know, he trailed Uthazen by one shot heading to the 17th. Who would have thought? Because he had so many opportunities for birdie before that that he didn't make. And then he drains that 24-footer for birdie on the 17th. He blasts out of a bunker on the 18th, sunk an 18-footer there for birdie to close with the lead. And then he sits in the clubhouse and has to watch what Louis Uthazen is doing. And Louis is just so steady and such a great putter. Can you imagine what he was thinking in the clubhouse? Yeah, and what do you think happened to some of these superstar players? I mean, Brooks Kepka had a couple back bad holes. Bryson DeChambeau the wheels didn't just fall off. I mean, they flew off and lit on fire. He was so bad. He shot 44 on the back nine. Rory McIlroy had an untimely double. Was this just Torrey Pine showing its teeth? Was this the U.S. Open pressure? I mean, what happened to these guys? You know, I think it's a combination of both. Torrey Pine's so tough, right? You just can't make mistakes. And you get these uh, stars. I mean, Bryson DeChambeau looked like he was going to become the eighth player to repeat as U.S. Right. Open championship, right? And then he just starts going the other way. And he's not just bad. He just it looks terrible, right? And I just think, you know, when you when you hit the ball as far as he hits it, you have to be able to scramble and have such a great short game and be such a good putter. And he just made too many mistakes with his irons. And all these top players really made it very compelling 
but uh, then found reasons to fall back. So you have to hand it to John Rahm, who really remained consistent, very steady, and turned it on at the very end when he needed to. What adjustments do the Nets really need? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I have found myself reaching for them even more often lately for whatever reason. They're just delicious, and I, I have been trying to be a little bit better about what I'm putting into my body, the foods that I'm eating, trying to be a little bit healthier, to, to get in a little bit better shape as the weather gets warmer. Not even a swimsuit thing, just I'd like to, I'd like to do it for myself and how I feel in my body. Well, Built Bar can help you do it because they've got these protein bars that not only taste delicious, but are not jammed full of sugar not jammed full of calories, but are jammed full of protein, fiber, and are safe for things like the keto diet, all that good stuff. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The Brooklyn Nets put together one of the best big threes we've ever seen and in the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Milwaukee Bucks, they ended up with something more like a one and a half. Kyrie Irving goes out with the ankle injury. James Harden misses half the series with a hamstring injury. A grade two issue that he was really gutting out there. And they lose in game seven, 115-111. Joining me now from Locked on Nets, Adam Armbrecht. And Adam, this is a team that was the favorites, according to Bet Online, as recently as about a week ago. So my question to you is, what is the biggest question facing the Nets this offseason? Because we saw when they had their guys healthy, they were as good as anyone in basketball. Yeah, and that's probably the the biggest disappointment around the health that ended up really coming apart. Coming into this year, I think that was the question. Can all three of these guys stay healthy? Maybe Harden's removed from that because he had been such an iron horse over the course of his career. But now it becomes... We didn't get the sample size in the playoffs with this supporting cast and full health of the big three. Is there something we're missing? I think obviously you're still going to point to offensive rebounding, getting a little bit more size. That was going to be uh, paramount at some point along the way in these playoffs. I think the Nets will still look to do that, but really it just means can these guys get healthy, come back strong? I think you'll find the betting odds put them right back as the favorites to come out of the East and, and likely be favored to win the championship next year. Is there anything to you know relying as much on Blake Griffin as the Nets did and, and going, hey, we already have a big three that has some injury concerns. You know, Kevin Durant played 48 minutes. Um, he played every minute of game seven and every minute of game five. Would would have probably played every minute of game six had it not been for the fact that the Bucks had pulled away late. So, I mean, some of these supporting cast guys, how good can Blake Griffin be a year from now when, when he's got all of these playoff miles now logged on that body? Yeah, and that's the interesting thing, right? Because even though the Stars had their injuries come up later in the season, go back and think. The Nets went out and picked up LaMarcus Aldridge. He ends up retiring due to health concerns. When you talk about getting really far above expectations on Blake Griffin, you throw Jeff Green into that mix as well as yep. being a guy that has his contract coming up. You even talk about a player like Bruce Brown, who they got from Detroit on what feels like an epic steal, also up for contract. So you don't want to over-evaluate what you got from guys around superstars. I think that the Nets need to take that healthy perspective of, yes, we got good results from what we had, 
And also, we are a championship-caliber team. We know that high-caliber veterans will want to come and play here. This was kind of a, you know, some of the parts pulling off the scrap heap in a lot of ways during the course of this season. This offseason now, you've at least set that benchmark of what other players can look to Brooklyn and see they're capable of accomplishing and want to be a part of that. Because no, you don't want Kevin Durant playing every single minute of every single playoff game. The idea was to have enough star power and then complementary pieces. It ended up becoming one, one and a half stars, as he said, and then demanding more of guys that you never wanted to put into those roles in a second round playoff series. And finally, Alvin Kamara, the Saints running back, was named as NASCAR's first ever growth and engagement advisor on Sunday. According to NASCAR.com, Kamara will work directly with the NASCAR leadership on strategic planning and creative opportunities that support its fans' development efforts. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Tuesday, where does Philly go from here? We'll discuss that and a lot more, so at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Thank you.